Okay, welcome back. Uh, this is the WFNY Browns cast. Uh, going over another Browns loss that was very Brownsy of them. Um, another another even week de- disappointment. Right. <laughs> yeah, true, right. Uh, it was 23-20 to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, this is, once again, a um, evergreen part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And we are, once again, sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, better help. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in your problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life, but when you learn how to find your solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can uh, help, your, help you become a better problem-solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, better help is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash WFNY today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WFNY. And yeah, so... Um, Who needs better help? Not, <laughs> not the service, just more of more help. The Browns rush defense. Oh, God. Yeah, so... Going over the kind of the big things here, it was the run defense just was. It looked like it looked like teens trying to defend the Browns' defense, but like even worse because they allowed 202 yards rushing uh, to a Falcons team that was pretty much the what they didn't have their top running back for much of the game, um, and they were beaten by a third and practice squad running back. For, uh, in the second half, so it was a it was pitiful. It was quite pitiful. Yeah. Uh, what was your thoughts on that? Um, what was super strange about it is how it just kind of changed on a dime. Uh, yeah. It's like the Falcons came out in formations like that the Browns hadn't seen for some reason. Yeah. And, like that. That was that was how how much it changed. It lo- it looked like they were playing a completely different offense. Um, I don't know how much of that was that. Huntley kid coming in and running through them. It, it seemed like a different running style than they had seen. So yeah. maybe that was a bit surprising. And then I, I do think that a big part of this and, you know, there's going to be some, some of this does fall on Joe Woods, the rush defense. I, I think he did take too long to come out of base right, and try to stop the run. They, they, kept trying to do what they did in the first half and then the first half of the third quarter. And it took them until they got down to the goal line that right yeah. at the, at the end of that second long drive to change anything. And then yeah. at that point, like you're already giving up points. So yeah. um, it goes to show you what that, you know, the defensive line they ran out there today was obviously not their starters. And, you know, they played well for two and a half quarters, but that's why they're not starters. They're depth pieces at this point that they, they couldn't finish the game. Yep. And yeah. they, they couldn't, they couldn't figure out a way to stop the run in the second half. And yeah. like, it just, it this game pretty much showed just how little kind of room for struggles on offense um, that this team has, especially with Brissett under center. Um, they they can't – they did come back from, obviously, 10 down in the first half, but, like, these late 
late chances or late um, times being on uh, behind. It's it's just tough when you have Brissett. Yeah, he, An- he another another interception in, in crunch time. Right, you just that's can't it. overextend him. You you, you got to know who he is, and that's the key in just getting getting early leads and kind of keeping hold of it. Um, the yeah, the run defense it, it just looked it looked like a, another time where Joe Woods was way too late on reacting to what was happening. Like we saw it uh, in Pittsburgh last week uh, against Pittsburgh last week. They it took too long to get to this to get to man coverage where we saw in the second half, and in this in this game it was way too long. It was what a drive and three fourths of another it, it drive. Was, <laughs> it was a, it, I think I think it came down. There was twelve straight running plays that went yeah. for probably ninety plus yards. Yeah, and at some point you got to not do that <laughs> at some point you got to come out in the front that isn't going to get blown off the ball yeah and, and force them to throw i mean marcus mariota completed seven passes today and that team won the game <laughs> oh my god yeah and they weren't even like close to making a pass on them. like it was clear as day hey we're just going to run this down their throat and see if you can stop us and brown's defense could not until they got on the final, what, the second drive of that one where they – some well, it was actually – they didn't really stop the run. They they, they, they stopped they the prevented, Falcons. They pre- prevented them from getting in the off the end zone. Right. But but thanks to the Falcons pretty much because they – I think that sure looked like a pass play on that bad snap. Yeah. And obviously the third third down play was a pass. So thanks to the uh, Falcons, they, they kind of slowed it down. But – yeah, it was a it was another pitiful performance by the defense. Another just we we talked about it how before the before the game the offense has to win this game for them, and they just didn't do it. They just didn't do enough to get that W. Yeah, I mean, I would struggle to say that it was a pitiful performance from the defense for the entire game. They had two bad possess like before that they had forced three straight three yeah. and outs and a pick. Like, I just can't. I can't put those last this last quarter out of my head. That was pitiful. Yeah, and it was. I mean, <laughs> what was? I just like I keep coming back to like how it felt for so long in that game, and then it just went away in the matter of like a few plays. Yeah, yeah. Like the defense realized that. Oh crap! We're playing a whole bunch of backups right now. <laughs> <laughs> let's the, let's give up <laughs> the fact the fact that the Falcons took two and a half quarters to realize they were playing in basically a backup front seven, yeah. right? It, yeah. Is not is not like a great coaching merit. Yes, you eventually found it, but like where was that in the first half? <laughs> That's very true because they uh, they uh, they wanted Mariota to do way too much in that first half. Yeah, yeah, but. Um, if you're seeing on the bottom, like just these, like the stats, just the how much they control the game. The Browns, what they had, seventy more total yards rushing or uh, total yards gained overall. They controlled the game for, uh, for eleven more minutes, um, I believe it was, um, and then the and they just didn't get the W. They it was another Browns game where they they played the best for three quarters or so, 
and just couldn't get the W to finish it off. Um, yeah. So it was a I frustrating. Think, I think there's a, lot, there's a lot of this that goes that people are going to blame the defense. And yes, there was some glaring mm-hmm. mistakes. There was another coverage bust, but like I was saying just before the pod, at least, at least this coverage bust didn't go for a touchdown. Um, it only went for 30 something yards. Progress. Yeah. I, I mean, take progress for what you will. Not great, but you know, Hey, it's, <laughs> if honestly, if they don't get the face mask on that, the, the Falcons aren't even in field goal range. Right. They, they didn't pick up another first down on that drive. Yep. Um, it you, you you can you can look back in the first half and you know given given this offense's ability to score in the in the red zone especially inside the 10 yard line yeah they they gave away what you'd think would be 11 points yep that's probably where it came down to yeah um i don't fault them for going for it in the no. first and the first possession like fine like the, the, I think the play call was a little weird. I think the play calling was a little weird down at the goal line, but like the decision wasn't, I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't criticize that because that's who this team is. This team is aggressive. It's going to be aggressive down on fourth downs and in the red zone. Um, Although I will yeah. say, and I marked this down in my notes every time it happened. The Browns are one of the most successful teams in the league at running screen plays. They yeah. had four blown up today. Yeah. Every screen play they ran was blown up by something. Brissett double-clutched cl- double two of them because he had pressure was, right in his face. Yeah. And then yeah. there was a third one that was blown up, and Petonio got too far downfield. Yeah. It was mostly because of just the pressure in the backfield. Like yeah, like this. It was set up. Like all four of them were pretty well set. One up of them was a touchdown. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think two of them could have been a touchdown. Like there, were, there was so much space, and it just it, it just seemed like Brissett was. And what's strange about it is that you usually want the defense to blitz into screens. Yeah, because that's less. That's fewer people downfield that yeah. can make the tackle. Yeah, they blitzed into screens twice. And both of them yeah. were thrown at the feet of the guy that the screen was for. Yeah. yeah. So it just seemed like it seemed like Brissett was just a little bit surprised by the pressure. Like like he didn't know it was coming. It was weird. I think he was he, surprised by where it was coming from. Yeah. And it, I think one of them on. came from one of them came from a, a DB. One another one came from a linebacker. Yeah. Like those are more athletic guys that are harder to yeah. throw around than right. a defensive tackle. So maybe he was a bit shocked about that, but still, these are these are team. This is a team that's really good at getting screenplays off, especially at the right time. And they called it at the right time four times today. Yeah, and none of them worked. None of them. Like that's what, yeah. the, like, and that could that that's the difference in the game because the one to Kareem Hunt goes for a touchdown. Yeah. There was no there was no one there. No. So that was in the red zone, right? I believe. Yeah, it was at like the yeah. ten yard line. Yeah. It was yep. a it was a really well called screenplay because yeah. the Falcons defense was aggressive all day and, mm-hmm. but, you know, yeah. It, it's yeah it was that was I I definitely I'm glad you brought that up it was just weird seeing them just be very inept on on those on those screenplays they they've been just dynamite for the past several years now and yeah yeah and they was, always call them at the right time right. 
and, and they, they were called today. And they the did right it today. The right, uh, just for the various reasons, they didn't weird. work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was just it was just one of those games where one if just like one little thing changed, I think they would have won this game. Like if one of those hit, obviously you win. <laughs> if uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's just one of those things where the, the offense was it wasn't it was good it was like solid offense it just was a tick off and some really they they were times. inconsistent coming out of halftime. True, yeah, they couldn't the third get there. Wasn't very good in the first half. They had what two hundred and forty five yards offense, mm-hmm. and they came out in the third quarter and <laughs> they couldn't they couldn't figure it out like they. Let's see. I have three and out. They had a false start on a punt. I think they had three two, and out. Two or three. Yeah, they had two three and outs, and then the field goal drive where, um, the, where they had the screenplay. One of the screenplays ruined. Yeah. Yeah. So like, so so what they had two. I'm just going based on like they had two. Three and outs in the whole game. And yeah, and then after that field goal, there was three minutes and six seconds to go in the third, and that's when the Falcons decided, you know what? Run the ball. <laughs> Run the ball. Let's put our backups in. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was a weird game. It was just a weird game. It's just it felt like I never felt like this was the the Browns were going to lose until really until the pick. Well, yeah, until actually, yeah, yeah, pretty they, much. They, because honestly, Brissett, I think, might have panicked a bit. I don't think they needed to get that first down. No, you just needed to get. You just to needed to get York in range. Or, you just yeah. needed to get York in range and kick a field goal. Right. And then hope for better luck in overtime. But. Right. Yeah. It was, it's just one of those weird games that. Yeah, you thought you had it, and in the end, they come out with a loss. It's. Yeah, frustrating. Um, the offense was solid, but they just were a tick off, as we were saying, and they couldn't finish in the red it, zone. And the defense was solid for most of the game. Yeah. It was yeah. three possessions. Three possessions, yeah. they were bad. I'm not going to fault them for the, the touchdown after the fumble. Like, Okay, true. Good. Yeah, but like – yeah. Um, well, the the once once the Falcons got off their initial game script in the first quarter, their their offense was like completely anemic until they decided that we're just going to run this game. We're going to run the ball and see what happens. Yeah. 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 It was because they, I think they really got they got too excited. It seemed like when Mariota came out really hot in the first. First drive, they kind of yeah. like, oh, maybe they could do this the whole game. I, I think that was the script more yeah. than actually Mariota. Yeah, if if Ward if Denzel Ward doesn't pick that off, I wonder if they I wonder if they yeah. stick with what they were doing. <laughs> you never know. Um, but yeah, um, uh, another thing I kind of wanted to point out was what are your, what's your thoughts on? It was late in the fourth quarter. Um, the Browns decided to punt on the what was it? It was on the 30, 44 yard line. It was fourth and six. Do you like that? Do you, do you agree with that decision? I, I I think I think I was fine with it. 
Yeah, it was right in the middle of like go or. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're staring at fourth and four, maybe. But like your defense hadn't. You you don't want to give the Falcons, who are only running the ball really well at that point, a short field to kick mm-hmm. a field goal. Right. Um, I mean, they downed it at the nine. Yeah. Well, should have been the what four. <laughs> that was the. Uh, that was. Um, Harrison picking the ball up at the nine after. Yeah, could have... I mean, he, he got to let it roll a little further, yeah. but, like, they're still at the nine. It's still 91 right. yards away. And, you know, they first play was a no gain, and then they had the 42-yard pass play with yeah. 15 yards added on at the end. So 57 yards. <laughs> yeah. I just – it just seemed like I thought it would it was really close to kind of where um, Stefanski would be – more aggressive, um, but I, I'm guessing he probably thought the same thing you did. Let's pin them back. They got to run. The only way that they've been productive on offense for the Falcons has been yeah, running. and it was, it was getting a little late in the game to rely on the running game. Yeah, true. Yeah, because uh, when they punted, it was three forty four to go. Yeah. So. True. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought that was an interesting point in the game. Um, in terms of special teams, I thought obviously it was nice to see uh, kind of a good good game from Cade. Um, in the yeah, in no the no miss extra points. Yeah, no. goals. <laughs> yeah, I I don't like having to watch the extra point again. I thought we were good for the kicker, but now we have to watch it every time. Um, I thought the punt. I thought uh, was your what? How do you pronounce his name? Bahorkas. Yeah, Bahorkas. <laughs> yes. Um, I thought he, he was, was good. good again. He yeah. was good again. Mm-hmm. How about Darius Johnson with that nice tackle on special teams? Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, Darius um, was good. Peoples Jones um, was not adventurous. Yeah, I thought he was good. He just did what we were we wanted him to do: catch the damn thing. And then, yeah, he caught the ball you know, and made a couple guys miss a couple times. Like, yeah, I think we're fine with that on punts. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Jerome Ford got hurt early on in the game so we kind of pretty much saw what we were hoping for don't return anything on the uh, kickoff returns um but yeah overall the special teams wasn't wasn't too bad it was pretty good offense was pretty solid it was just it's just a weird game like they didn't play terribly like for a long like it was just at certain crucial parts they just kind of Gave up huge plays. Or yeah, there was times wrong. in the in the third quarter they could have put the game away. They could have mm-hmm. put the game out of reach. Um, yeah. I think I that, think not getting not getting uh, a touchdown off of that Ward interception was kind of a big game or a big time point of that yeah. game. Yeah, because I think they were at the forty. Yard line or something like that. I think they started at the plus forty six or something. Like, yeah, like, like, they, they barely got any. They started they at the get, plus forty three. Yeah, and they got they went to, they they gained to the twenty seven, so they gained sixteen yards. Yeah, yeah. You would have you would have liked to seen seen them get get seven there, kind of. That that may have may have changed the game in terms of Falcons running down our throats too. 
Like, yeah, if they're maybe, down maybe, seven at that point, maybe maybe they maybe change they what they're feel doing. More, but... Yeah, feel more threatened to have to kind of pass it and get down the field faster. But yeah, another I mean, what could have happened? <laughs> a lot of a lot of that today. Yeah, like what could have happened? All this team has to do is survive and not get in its own way. Today, I think they survived, but they got in their own way. Like, yep. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dino Tripodis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Yeah, there's on both sides. Like, they, it just, one thing was off. and Like, the things that you thought would victimize the Browns today didn't end up mattering. Like, Kyle Pitts, uh, one reception. Yeah. It was the first draft. Drake London, two reception. Like the yeah. guys that you thought would vi- like completely feast on the Browns, yeah, didn't do anything. Yeah, Tyler Allgear had eighty-four yards rushing on ten carries. Yeah, <laughs> is that is his name Caleb? Yeah, Caleb Huntley, ten carries for fifty-six yards. I think he's a Mac player, a Mac football yeah. player. So, yeah, it was. It was just a weird. My overall thinking of this just it's just a weird game that somehow the Browns lost. And yeah, <laughs> and you know I feel like we're gonna have a more consistent offense when we have a quarterback that's you know not a career backup. Like not that Brissett's playing poorly. No, today was his probably his least efficient day. Yeah, twenty twenty one of thirty five, but yeah. He still threw for 234. And that dime to Peoples Jones, like he he really had a solid game. Like it was just the fact that they didn't get a touchdown on that possession is <laughs> I know. Is they said they showed that highlight at the half at halftime, and they're like, yeah, they somehow did not end up with a touchdown here. Um, yeah, that was that was that that was the play calling that was really. Like I yeah. thought, I thought the defense was good all day. Like twice, twice the Browns got down into the red zone inside the ten, and they ran Nick Chubb on first down and got nothing out of it, and they went away from running for the rest of the possession. Yeah, yeah, it was it was stopped on like he still got like half an inch, like he still got half a yard. It's not like he got stopped in the backfield. He he just barely missed the uh, goal line, and then. The very next play, they went to a pass. Like, I, and I wasn't sure what. It just seemed weird that Stavansky would go away from the run, especially around the the goal line. I know they were the Falcons were probably playing for the run, but like, you got to trust your team. 
trust your trust your run game to get one yard. Um, so yeah, I thought that was that was the only thing I could really kind of fault Stefanski on. I don't think the decisions was bad to go on fourth fourth downs or anything like that. I thought his play calling for most of the game was really good. This the screens just didn't work. Um, yeah, they, like if those screens were if those screens worked, the Browns might have 500 yards of offense today. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. It was just a. It was. I, I, there's not much to say. It's just a weird game that they didn't do one or two more things to get that W. I mean, you, you, you come down to it and the differences ended up being that, you know, they didn't have their starting defensive line. I think if you have Miles Garrett and the Jadavian Clowney out there, you're probably not giving up 200 yards on the ground. I don't think those guys have ever given up 200 yards on the ground together. No. So that's very good. Very good point. Especially, they were gashing them on the edges too, and yeah, Jadavion and, and Miles would not would not be able to do that. No, no, yeah. you, like you're against the Browns with Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett on the field. The only way you're getting outside of them is potentially some read option or some quick pitch stuff. But right. even then, that's hard. You're yeah. not going to be able to hand it off from under center and get outside of them. So you're limited to just running up the middle, and they've had enough athletic athleticism at the defend at the linebacker position that that hasn't mm-hmm. worked, which is why they came into the game ranked like seventh in rushing rush defense. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, it was, just, it was it was yeah they picked on our weakness because of the of the injuries. It's, it was it was a perfect storm of of things that caused the Browns to be in the situation that they were today. That's that's a good way to sum it up. Just a perfect storm of um, things on offense, things on defense, and then injuries that they couldn't really control. Yeah. And, you know, had it not been the Falcons, had it been a team that, like, for lack of a better word, that the Browns might have respected a little more, maybe they – maybe Clowney tries to give it a go today. Yeah. but Because think, he traveled, which is interesting. I think they saw they saw the the games coming up and decided that they needed him more there yeah. than they did today, and you know bit him. Yeah, I I expected him to play because usually you don't. Why would you bring your hurt guy with you? And I I definitely think they probably had that sort of thinking. Like, hey, we have the Chargers next week. We have the Patriots after that, and, and then we have the Ravens after that. Right. Let's let's maybe try to hide them here, hide hide the injury, and give them another week off. And yeah, it came back to bite them, bite them hard, <laughs> in the form of two hundred two yards rushing. Um, I still can't get over that. Humley was the guy. <laughs> yeah, like it's not even like. Algier was not running the ball well before no. that happened. No, Huntley came in like he presented. I think he presented a style that the Browns' defense wasn't necessarily ready for. Yeah, run your ass over. <laughs> yeah, he, he was just like, I'm just gonna run forward and see how far, how long it takes you guys to stop me. I'm not gonna try to find holes like Algier or Patterson was, were doing. Like, yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run where the play tells me to run and see what yeah. happens. I have to the tackling was awful in those two drives too. Yeah, which which just, also like if you put that in a vacuum, that doesn't make sense either because it's not like they had been out there all that much. 
No. Like, I could see, like, end of the game, they were second half, they were out there longer. But, like, start before that, like, they were Let's not see. out there long. After the interception drive, the Falcons ran 17, 23, 23 plays that mattered. Yeah. So that means before that point, they had run 32 plays. The defense should not have been tired at all. No, like, I think here, so. Before the the interception, up to the interception, they were on the field for two. Let's see, about five minutes of of game time, and that's that's in three drives. They were on the field for five minutes, and then they just give up a, a five yard or five minute drive for ten plays that just completely ran through them. Like there was no. It just came out of nowhere. It was so weird. This game was just like the Falcons' offense was weird today. Like they had just they came out like gangbusters. Like they dominated through the air, and then they couldn't do anything for two two and a half quarter or eh, about two quarters. Let's see, they had fourteen play, eighty four yard drive to start the game. Mm-hmm. Three plays, thirty one yards to score after the fumble. Their next. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five drives were three plays, six yards, one one play for a kneel down at the end of the half. Um, three plays, four yards, punt. Four plays, minus 16 yards, punt. Five <laughs> plays, 18 yards, interception. Right. So, let's see. The, between, between that 84-yard t- field goal drive and the 75-yard touchdown drive, they had... Uh, 37, 36, 40, 24, 42 yards of offense. <laughs> yeah, that's that's wild. That's not winning football, and no, the Browns off the Browns offense couldn't take advantage of it because they couldn't score touchdowns. And then in the yeah. second half, they came out and had two three and outs to start, and then they couldn't score a touchdown after an interception. Yep. Basically, they just kept them in the game and couldn't put them away. That's basically what happened. They yeah. They had for the second for the second time this season, the Browns beat themselves. The other team certainly did what they needed to to beat them, but yeah, but the Browns beat had, themselves. The Browns had opportunities just to not make this a game, and yeah. they made and the thing the thing game. that you can't do right now when you're playing with your backup quarterback for the next still seven games to go, <laughs> is you can't beat, down. you can't beat yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And now the easy part, of, now the easy part of your schedule is done. Easy. Wow. <laughs> easy. Yes. I mean, they're all, they're all hard in the NFL, I guess. Yeah. If, you, if you looked at what happened transpired in this uh, this week alone? Like, there's just it's a weird season so far. The a- the AFC North can't keep leads. <laughs> um, the AFC West can't stay healthy. The Dol- like, the uh, the, the Lions might not feel the defense. I haven't confirmed that yet. <laughs> forty eight I mean, points is a lot of points. Forty eight points. Hold on, no, there's a qualifier there. Forty eight points. To Geno Smith. That's very true. <laughs> that's, that's 
So that's like a that's like he a, hasn't he hasn't put up that many points since WVU beat Texas in 2012. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is wild. I can't believe that they almost lost, they almost won that game too. <laughs> yeah, and without their three best offensive players, like I don't know what's going on in Detroit. Something is weird. Yeah, yeah. that team is very weird. Um, yeah, it's just uh, luckily the AFC North lost for except for the Bengals on Thursday night. Which, who are already a game behind. So, yeah, so everyone's two and two except for the Steelers. And the Steelers are definitely the worst team in the, in the uh, division. So we have that going for us. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it was just another – it was just like week two where it was just a lost opportunity. They could be they could be up two, two games right now in the AFC North if they could just, you know – do the stuff to get these games finished, but here yeah, we are. Now, now you're entering. Now you're entering a challenging part of the schedule. Yeah. Now you're playing. Like yes, the Chargers are coming to a a one o'clock kick on the East Coast, and they're beat up, <laughs> and they're beat to hell. But it's not like their offense didn't work today, like it hadn't been in the right. last few weeks. So, yeah. So we've we've gotten lucky. This defense has gotten lucky not facing top tier offenses well next week starts to change that um, yeah we're, we're facing justin herbert and uh austin eckler and mike williams um so it's gonna be it's gonna be a challenge they're gonna need hopefully miles will get back hopefully Jadavion. they're gonna need them and they're gonna have to play better <laughs> this 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 is not gonna be yeah they can't play at the same level they're playing right now they gotta take a step up Yep. I mean, before the season started, I I pretty much had reserved myself to thinking that if the Browns got five wins before Deshaun Watson came back, then they'd be in a good good shape to make a playoff push. That's it, becoming a little easier to say five wins is going to put you in the division push because I don't know. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> like, like right now, there might not be very many teams in the division that have more than like six or seven wins by the time October or December <laughs> rolls around. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I thought they had to go three and one out of here. Out I did too. Four. I did um, too. Um, I don't think we, least. we wouldn't have anticipated them to play a week two preseason defensive line in Atlanta. Um, yeah. You still have the talent to win that game, but yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it's gonna be a tough road ahead. Um, but uh, yeah, so they go next two home games are Chargers, Patriots, and then the, it kind of really starts. Uh, obviously, that's those are two tough opponents. Then you get Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills, Bucks. That's a tough string right there. Yeah, I mean so. you you can't. You're really at a point where you can't really afford to lose these next two games because those five teams are all probably – you're not going to be favored against any of them. Yeah. Unless you get your defense back next week, you're probably not going to be favored at home against the Chargers. Probably be favored against the Brian Hoyer Patriots if you if it is yeah. Brian Hoyer. <laughs> yeah. But, so um, – Yeah. Like it's, you're, you're out of, you're out of uh, wiggle room. You threw away your two wiggle room games. 
You did, yeah. You. That's, like if you're, that's if you're four and zero right now, you're staring at so. Oh, we could go one and six over the next few and still be five and six. That's exactly my was thinking. Like this, these first four games were like kind of your 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 uh, buffer measure. Yeah, your measure your buffer of how you can go the rest of the season. Like if they were four and zero, you could struggle in the next couple of games and be all right. But now you you can't just. You gotta try to win. You gotta well, obviously you try to win every game, but you gotta get these wins, and it's gonna be hard. Um, luckily, yeah, the, definitely coming a West Coast team coming to the a one o'clock game on on the East Coast is definitely a lot easy, a lot uh, a good advantage for the team. And obviously, yeah, the, their the Chargers are historically not very good in those situations. Yeah, and like the, the injuries are definitely mounting for them, but um, as you can. Inter- Injuries are mounting for the Browns too, right? And and it's but sadly, like you can't take that for granted because they've had two games where they just let things go and didn't do enough to get the W. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to watch the next couple games. Um, any other final thoughts you got for this game? It's kind of frustrating, but. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't really have any final still, thoughts. Still in first. Yeah, woo. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I, I gotta go watch. I gotta go watch the Panthers do whatever do whatever they're calling football today. <laughs> uh, can't wait for the headlines to come out what, this week. See what what they say about Baker. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess the final thought is. If this week isn't the final straw for some changes on the defensive coaching staff, what is? In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't come that on. bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on CannedAirPodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know what else you can do. Right. It's just, the, it's, a, it's a continuation of the same problem. Like, there's always... Once a week, there's a breakdown in coverage. Once a week, there's a time where the play calling is just too slow to figure out what what the other team is doing. And that happens every week. It happened last week because it took them to the second half to figure out what Pittsburgh was doing. It took them, what, two, uh, two drives and a and about almost two drives to figure out what they're doing, what the Falcons were doing. Um, it's just, it's, <laughs> I don't know how much more evidence you need on Joe Woods. <laughs> I really don't. Like, I know his defensive line was out, but like, it, help like, them. Like, I, I'm help not them. even, I'm not even like super on the fire Joe Woods train, but if there was any reason to do it, it's that. They don't make adjustments when they need to. Yeah. You need to be quicker making adjustments if you're going to be serious about this. Yeah. You, you, can't, you can't let one whole drive go, come to the sideline and say, oh, we'll get them next time, and then yeah. watch another whole fucking drive go. 
<laughs> like that's like that's we always blame like the coaches for like these breakdowns. Obviously, that's that could be coaching and players, but like the big thing is just making adjustments. And he has you have to actually shown. you have to coach. You have yeah. to coach. <laughs> like, like you have when the when you have ten plays at seventy five yards all on the ground, not a single pass play was called. Then you come back to the sidelines and you coach. Yeah. And that's what happened. Like, I think he's in the booth, right? So, no, he's not. He's on the field. Is he? I thought he was in the booth. I'm pretty sure he's on the field. Okay. But, well, they need to to do something. If he's in the booth, he needs to come down. If he's not, like. Like a couple weeks ago, I could see that I could have seen them firing the passing game coordinator. I don't know exactly what that would have done, but like today, the pass defense was fine. Yeah, they, like aside from one play, they they <laughs> that was forty two yards. Prior to that play, they hadn't given up a hundred yards yet in the game. So yeah. like, <laughs> right, like it, it just it's just one thing. That's what it kind of shows with Joe. Like it's one thing after another. Like it's one different thing. That means your whole kind of defense is a mess, and that starts with you. I, I yeah. don't know. Obviously, firing a guy after four games, I don't know. That barely I mean, happens in the NFL, but what what's what's the answer to like right. get lit up by the Chargers next week? Which is that going to be enough? <laughs> I don't know. Like at yeah. some point, at some point, like something has to change, and whether that's not like Joe Woods has had, a, I think, I had enough time to prove that his philosophy isn't going to change when it comes to making adjustments. Yep. So. I I don't know what the answer is. Like I don't be want to be calling for heads, but like at some point, at some point we we like at some at, at some point you are who you are. Yeah. You are who we thought you were, and this has been three years now. <laughs> yeah, like at some point you got you have to be able to make adjustments on the fly if a team's going to come out and do something that you haven't seen, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. The Falcons did that today, and Joe Woods pooped himself. <laughs> I basically think of like Joe Woods is just like when these runs are playing, he's like flipping through the pages trying to figure out what is this, what is this, I've what is the this what before. is the flow chart? Tell me to do <laughs> base four three again. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like when you're on Madden, you just press the same button, like just run the same play, like it's just so frustrating. Watch them and. It just seems like they the it's like Stefanski kind of just says, "Hey, we're gonna go back and make work on it," and like, but nothing happens. Like, it's the same problems every week: a, a coverage bus and no way too slow to make changes on on what the offense is doing. It's something needs to happen, and I have a bad feeling that I don't think it's gonna happen for quite a while. I don't know what I don't know after seeing these first four games, I don't know what else needs to be seen. <laughs> but yeah. But who knows? Yeah. So yeah, we are uh we're done. <laughs> Another we reached our we, we reached our F bomb quota for the day. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh man, it's uh, another brownsy kind of loss, and uh, two after and two. losses. After losses, we get one. 
Yeah. <laughs> so next week we might win because it's a uh, let's win one and lose one. Um, yeah, and then hopefully they don't lose to the Patriots. My God, yeah. God, Brian Horner, especially if Brian Horner is this quarterback. <laughs> I wonder how he's doing today against the Packers. Watch him. How do you have two hundred yards passing? No, he's got three points in about a quarter. So <laughs> he's still Brian Horner, an old Brian Hoyer. I can't believe he's still in the league. But no, no. <laughs> Baker is currently seven of eleven for forty-eight yards. It's almost halftime. <laughs> the Panthers are leading seven seven three, but that was off a of pick six. So, <laughs> uh, and at least we're better than Carolina. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but yeah, this is uh, where we stand: two and two, heading into a very tough week um, playing the LA Chargers. That's uh, not an easy matchup. Uh, they. Did they finish off the win today? They, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. But they almost Let's kind see. of almost kind of fumbled their way with the uh, Texans. ESPN's they, football power index has the Browns as a fifty-one percent chance of winning the game. Yeah, there you go. We'll we'll see what the spread is later tonight. We'll see, right, we'll see what the spread goes to. I I, I imagine it's probably going to start somewhere at like Browns minus two, and then. Yep. See quickly, where it goes from there. Quickly, quickly move. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll be back next week, um, about Wednesday or Thursday. Um, we'll see where the odds are by then. <laughs> yeah, and we'll go over today's odds. Uh, I yes. think our predictions were all over the place. So, yeah, um, they were. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, this is uh, another WFMY Browns guest uh, with Taylor and Joe. I don't think I said our names today, so. I'm Joe Gilbert, and this is Taylor Gentrizak. Uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us and uh, uh, listening to another uh, broadcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. Uh, we'll see you next week. Go Browns. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast.